It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And I'm glad you got it on with us. It is the WIA National News for week commencing June 25, 2023. And this week, WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK, re-ACMA's Zoom meeting. WIA Director Giles Kirby, VK5GK, re-help wanted. Plus, much, much, much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm editor Graham, VK4BB, and last week, well, credit where credit's due. Last week's WIA National News was a presentation researched and broadcast by the VK7 Centenary Committee. Peter VK7PD, Mike VK7FB, Linda VK7QP, Richard VK7ZBX, and... Justin VK7TW, thanks team for a job well done. Connecting Australian radio amateurs, the Wireless Institute of Australia and the weekly news service continues. We are VK1WIA. This is WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK. On Wednesday earlier this week, ACMA had pre-arranged a Zoom session with all current AMC amateur radio examination assessors. This was to inform them of the new arrangements ACMA plan to be implementing now that the AMC have officially informed ACMA that they will not be renewing the deed to continue the exam services after February 2024. ACMA proposed to initially replicate many of the current AMC exam processes, but with a couple of welcome changes which were enthusiastically received by most assessors on the information session. Proposed is that assessors will once again be able to mark the exams for the candidates at the completion of the exam, as the WIA had been doing previously to AMC. Candidates now would be informed of their results and can be provided with direct feedback on the exam results or areas that they may need attention, if they may need to resit again. Currently only one assessor is required to conduct an exam and this will be continued. Assessor accreditation will be required along with working with children type compliance. Assessor guidelines will need to be agreed to as assessors will have a binding contract with the ACMA, a federal organisation. Exams will be delivered electronically and results uploaded to the new exam portal, saving mailing costs and delays in results processing, along with the ability to provide remote exams via Skype video session or similar, there is no proposal from ACMA for exams to be delivered on an online platform at this stage. Many aspects will need to be fine-tuned, such as the exam payment process, a searchable available call sign database, call sign registers and the allocation of call signs to applicants. The subject syllabi for each licence level will be updated and question pools were discussed to whether they would be open to the public, like many other countries have done, such as the USA, New Zealand, Canada, or whether they would be closed, such as when the WIA conducted exams a few years ago. There are pros and cons for either method. Recognition of prior learning, RPL, and reciprocal licensing were briefly discussed. It is important to process applications more efficiently and in a compliant and internationally recognised manner. ACMA mentioned that there will be a public consultation on the assessments and exam procedures around August this year. As an assessor, it would be prudent to respond to the consultation with your concerns, ideas and solutions to any problems you encounter currently as an AMC assessor. ACMA are being extremely receptive as they envisage a smooth transition from AMC to the ACMA's exam service in February 2024. 
You can email ACMA with your concerns at Spectrum Licensing Policy at acma.gov.au with assessor accreditation in the subject line. The WIA will also be responding to the consultation and would welcome any comments and concerns for consideration to their consultation response. Please email national office at wia.org.au. That's it for now. 7-3 from Lee, VK3GK. This is Giles Kirby, VK5 Golf Kilo, delivering the WIA Director's Update. As you're aware, the WIA is a volunteer organisation. We value and rely upon our skilled and enthusiastic amateurs to drive continued innovation and development in a hobby we're all passionate about. This is a formal call to action. Join your fellow amateurs and become part of a close community of like-minded people by contributing towards the goals of the WIA. We're seeking expressions of interest for a range of roles within the WIA. Of note today are the following. 1. The Technical Advisory Committee. To bolster our technical committee, we're seeking subject matter experts within key areas of amateur radio activity, such as DMR, C4FM, satellite, etc., This is a technically focused role to advise the board on technical matters. We're also seeking a technical advisory committee chairperson to lead this activity, a position previously held by the late John Martin, VK3KM. Two, expressions of interest for contest manager for the Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF contest. Either interested amateurs or clubs are encouraged to apply for this role. 3. Expressions of Interest for Youth on the Air Coordinator This leads me to thank everyone who is currently contributing in permanent or acting roles. You're noted and highly valued members of our community. Please stay warm this weekend during the VHF-UHF Field Day. Particularly my fellow VK5s, it's predicted to be a wet one, so do take a warm drink and stay safe. This has been Giles Kirby, VK5 Golf Kilo, Director of the WIA for the broadcast this week. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2 LAW. Hello, it is from Region 1, WRTC to go forward in Italy despite floods. There's some encouraging news from the flood-stricken region in Italy where the World Radio Sport Team Championship is to be held next month. Yes, despite flood damages that have devastated Italy's Emilia-Romana region, the World Radio Sport Team Championship will go forward in July, organisers have said. RSGB to receive UK station used by King Hussein, Juliet Yankee 1. Eddie Ham, who remembers hearing or perhaps working the callsign Juliet Yankee 1, King Hussein of Jordan, will enjoy hearing this story. The UK radio equipment once used by King Hussein of Jordan, Juliet Yankee 1, is being donated to the Radio Society of Great Britain by Her Majesty Queen Noor of Jordan. King Hussein became a silent key in 1999 at the age of 63. The RSGB said the collection will be on permanent display at the RSGB's National Radio Centre to inspire others and promote friendship and understanding across cultures. They said in a statement, 
His Majesty was a great ambassador for amateur radio, and whenever his official duties allowed him, his radio callsign Juliet Yankee 1 could be heard on the amateur bands. His Majesty always operated modestly, never announcing himself as King Hussein, always just Hussein from Jordan. At the last SEPT meeting during May, the SEPT has put its weight behind the development of a European Common Proposal that would, in effect, mandate the technical and operational guidance under development in allowing the amateur and amateur satellite service to continue to operate and avoid interference to the RNSS. The IARU is supporting the development of the ITUR recommendations to identify the technical and operational constraints that might be required by the amateur and amateur satellite services in the 23-centimetre band. However, the IARU continues to assert that WRC 23 does not need to make any changes to the radio regulations. RSGB President John McCullough, Golf India 4 Bravo Whiskey Mike, received a warm welcome when he attended the IRTS AGM gala dinner recently. He talked about the challenges faced by national societies and also stressed the importance of engaging young people in amateur radio through the society's work with schools and universities. To news from Region 2, lawmakers in two US states have reintroduced a bill to protect hams from private land use restrictions that keep them from installing antennas at home. The Amateur Radio Emergency Preparedness Act is back for consideration on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. The measure is designed to ensure that hams can get on the air, especially in instances where there is a need for emergency communications, such as in natural disasters. No votes were taken when the bill was introduced toward the end of the last session of Congress. It's being reintroduced in response to the rapid growth of private residential areas that have restrictions on the use of land. Student-run Cal Poly Amateur Radio Club at California Polytechnic State University has just hit a licensing milestone. On May 23, Kyle Williams, now Kilo Oscar 6 Alpha Bravo Alpha, became the 2000th person to pass the amateur radio exam by CPARC since they started in 2009. Congratulations on a job well done. Amateur Radio helps airshow fly high. More than 40 members of the Nashville Amateur Radio Club, Williamson County Arras and Stones River Amateur Radio Club partnered to provide operation support leading up to and throughout the 2023 Great Tennessee Air Show. Tom Delka, Kilo One Kilo Yankee, Air Show Communications Coordinator, said amateur radio operators from the Middle Tennessee Emergency Amateur Radio System have been supporting the air show since the mid-1980s. Operators were able to employ multiple technologies during the event, simplex radio operations, RF mesh networking, mobile VOIP phones, IP surveillance cameras, APRS tracking and weather monitoring and measurement. Event organisers said they expected more than 50,000 people would have attended the event. The next Great Tennessee Air Show is scheduled for 2025. And wrapping up international news from Region 3. In India, an important cyclone-prone forest is getting extra protection from radio. India's Sundarbans forest region, a heavily populated area near the Bay of Bengal, is now home to a permanent amateur radio station that can be activated during times of disaster. 
A civil defence volunteer, Deborah Broto Mondal, Victor Uniform 3 Foxtrot Alpha Echo, will be the main operator. He received his disaster response training through the Indian Academy of Communication and Disaster Management. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4 FUQ. Hello there. A prominent radio contestant is taking a top spot in another competitive field, European football. You may not find Zahir Irabov 5B4AMM on the field of any high-profile radio sport event this year, but the former Tottenham football striker does have his eyes set on next year's European Championship as the first permanent head coach of Ukraine's team. The active radio contestant is well-known throughout Europe for his career with West Ham, Tottenham and Dynamo Kiev, and he also coached in Saudi Arabian Ukrainian and Hungarian leagues. He has recently signed a three-year contract with Ukraine's team, keeping his eye on the European Championship qualifiers against Malta and North Macedonia. As a licensed ham and contester, he has also been heard on the air as UT5UDX, M0SDX, TA2ZF and UTOU. Now contest-wise, June 24-25. Winter VHF UHF Field Day is on right now. The NZIRT Memorial Contest has been held every year since 1946 to commemorate those New Zealand amateur radio operators who lost their lives in World War II. The contest is held every year on the Saturday and Sunday of the first weekend of July. The 2023 Memorial Contest dates are the 1st and 2nd of July. IARUHF World Championship Contest takes place the second full weekend of July, beginning 1200 hours UTC Saturday and ending 1200 hours UTC Sunday, July 8 and 9. July 15. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest. 160, 80, and 40 metres are allowed with SSB, CWN Digital, RITI, or PSK. Dix Window. Each year the USA celebrates its independence on the 4th of July and with that holiday there comes the 13 Colonies special event. This year the event takes place between the 1st and 8th of July 2023. 13 special call signs will be active. One call sign for each original United States colony. In addition, three bonus stations will be active operating from France, Great Britain and Philadelphia. Participants can submit a log sheet and a suggested donation of $5 to receive a special certificate and working all stations is not required to receive that certificate. British Railways Amateur Radio Society During 2023, the British Railways Amateur Radio Society have been marking 55 years since withdrawal of steam from British Railways in 1968. Special event call signs GB0LMR and the club call GX4LMR will be active throughout the year, operated by Mark Active from Preston. QSLs by the Bureau, 
EQSL or direct to 2E1HQY. Jessic, SP5BAQ has informed the DX world that he is finalising preparations for a new one-man expedition to the Chatham Island as ZL7 stroke SP5EAQ. He will arrive on October 20, 2023, staying for two weeks, including CQWWDXSSB entry, and will be active on 10 to 80 metres bands SSB only. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. Who listens to radio? Clive VK6CSW. I am Alan VK5, Mike Alpha Kilo. I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF in sunny Bendigo. This is Frank, VK2BFC. Wireless weather now. You won't hear rumbles of thunder from active space weather, but it can still affect our day-to-day lives and it's going to get more active over the next couple of years. The sun is in an upswing of its roughly 11-year solar cycle. The number of sunspots goes up as they migrate towards the sun's equator and when their magnetic fields tangle, solar storms erupt. Solar storms can disturb the power grid, GPS systems and even migratory birds. They can impact radio communications on frequencies used by we radio amateurs, aircraft over oceans and emergency management. They can also impact satellites, astronauts and radio communication in the polar region. So watch out for stormy weather. Media Watch and Alpha Media's KBFFFM is one of the first radio stations in the world to trial Futuri Media's artificial intelligence software, Radio GPT. The Portland, Oregon, USA station has integrated an AI synthetic version of its current midday host, Ashley Elise, to bring a new style of content to their listeners, according to KBFF. They've been working hard to ensure that AI Ashley is just as live, local and a lot of fun as engaging and entertaining as the traditional version. And I can't wait to hear both versions of Ashley in action, Salisbury said in a company press release. The artificial intelligence version of Ashley also had a message to share. I'm honoured to be at the forefront of this evolved version of radio broadcasting, said AI Ashley, quoted in the press release, as the world's first AI DJ, I will fully embrace the power of synthetic voice software and artificial intelligence. The shape of things to come in the radio world. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello, welcome to the segment. First up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. So to exhibit a stand at Ham Radio, Friedrichshafen. This item particularly for our European listeners of WIA National News, or perhaps we should rebrand ourselves, WIA World News. For the first time, SOTA has its own booth at Ham Radio this weekend, June 23 to 25. SOTA is short for Summits on the Year, and it's an award scheme for radio amateurs that encourages portable operation in mountainous areas. In addition to lots of general information about mountain radio, 
There's many useful hints and answers to questions about radio operation on summits, such as what is the right equipment. The meetup in Germany gives the opportunity to put faces to the friends that, up until now, we've only met on the radio. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, ATV, tinyurl.com forward slash WIA dash news dash videos. That link is a video version of this news compiled by VK5BD Bevan. A tad fast to catch that? No problem. You can find the link on the WIA website or just search YouTube for VK5BD. Well worth a look. Sydney ATV Group. For the first time, two members of the group have successfully completed a two-way narrowband digital TV contact across Sydney over a severely obstructed 18-kilometre path on 70 centimetres using DVBS. Gary VK2CRJ transmitted a high-definition TV signal in 450 kilohertz bandwidth using a Lime Mini STR and Raspberry Pi 3. Transmit power was 17 watts into a 12-element beam. John VK2ATU, using a UK-made DTX1, set to its lowest setting of 1 MHz bandwidth, running 30 watts standard definition into a 9 dB panel antenna. For comparison, standard broadcast TV using DVB-T modulation requires 7 MHz bandwidth. At amateur power levels, transmission ideally needs line of sight for reception, being able to use reduced bandwidth to successfully make contacts over less favourable signal paths suggests further possibilities for experimentation. Worldwide Special Interest Group, CW. Louis Benvenuto in the USA is a Morse code master. Lou, as most call him, said if you don't practice every day, you lose it. Well, Lou certainly hasn't lost it. At 106 years old, yes, you did hear right, at 106, Lou still got it. Growing up in Nebraska, he went to radio school in California where he became licensed as W6OTB. Well done, Lou. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Spain's Eurysat-1 collaborative satellite launched. The satellite is a joint effort between AMSAT-EA, URI, the Spanish equivalent of the WIA, private companies and universities. One of the primary objectives of Eurysat-1 is to serve as an FM voice and FSK data repeater. Equipped with slow-scan television, the satellite will transmit live images as well as stored images at regular intervals. It also features a chess game, enabling players here on the green planet to engage in a game against the satellite. Periodically, the satellite will transmit updates on the state of the game, including the chessboard, the last movement made and whether the next move belongs to the players or the satellite. Uplink, 145.975 MHz, or 145.925 MHz auxiliary frequency. The downlink is 436.888 MHz. IARU coordinates Sapling Magnifica satellite. The Sapling Magnifica, developed by the Stanford Student Space Initiative, is a technology demonstration mission aimed to prove several key technologies necessary for SSI satellites to host specific payloads in the future. These include a magnetocur-based ADCS, a higher quality camera than on previous sapling missions, and reaction wheels. Sapling Magnifica is an amateur radio mission that's entirely initiated and developed by undergraduate students, most of whom already have or are studying for their amateur radio licence. NASA is worried that SpaceX's giant new Starship vehicle won't be ready to carry astronauts to the surface of the Moon in late 2025 as currently planned. 
In 2021, the agency selected Starship, the biggest and most powerful rocket ever built, to be the first crewed lunar lander for its Artemis program of moon exploration. Starship will put astronauts down near the ice-rich lunar South Pole on the Artemis III mission, in humanity's first return to the moon since the Apollo program ended in 1972. Artemis III is currently targeted to lift off in December 2025, but it's unlikely Starship will be able to meet that timeline, NASA officials said. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Lowdown. The Alexander Association preserves, documents and displays the unique Alexanderson alternator at the old radio station in Sweden. It's listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Station. Alexanderson Day will be celebrated on Sunday, July the 2nd. Using the call sign SAQ, the transmitter, which is almost 100 years old, is planned to be activated for two CW transmissions on 17.2 kilohertz. A half-wave antenna for this frequency is over 8,700 metres long, but you don't need to go to that extreme. A simple active antenna connected to the sound card of a computer is a common method to try and receive the transmissions and may be an interesting construction project to consider. Next up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. And with the latest, here's VK2APC, Alec. Thanks, Cole. What a weekend it was on the 10th of June for scouts to be radioactive. During the Greater Western Sydney Jamboree held at Cataract Scout Activity Centre, An activity around the world in 30 minutes was ran for the scouts. This was an orienteering activity with a radio twist. The scouts used a handheld radio to request grid references to navigate to the spot. Once at the reference, they radioed back a code on a container to see if they were at the right city. If they were, they were able to stamp their passport and get another grid reference. This activity taught scouts about grid referencing and proper radio etiquette in a fun environment. And in YAS, first YAS scouts used the call sign VI100YSG to celebrate 100 years of first YAS scouts while participating in the VK Shires event. They made plenty of contacts and talked to the amateurs to gain radio experience. First Yas Scouts sends a big thank you to all who took time to speak to the up-and-coming radio operators. Now over to the Honeysuckle Creek Campground in Namaji National Park. The Amaru Cub Scouts braved minus 4 overnight temperatures while camping there. At the former space communications site, the Cubs made contact with the first Yas Cub Scout group on 40 meters. This was the first time outside of Joda that the two cub groups communicated via amateur radio. I'm Alec, VK2APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Cole. Thanks, Alec. On to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, IARU Region 3, India. Learning from past experiences, Gurujat State Disaster Management Authority has deployed six ham radio teams, two of them in Kutch, and mobile units for seamless communication after Bipajoy hit the shore near Jakao Port. The authority said it can communicate emergency requirements through ham radio, like the need for ambulances, or call disaster response teams when people require to be rescued. And that wraps up the segment for me for this week. Next week, Bruce, VK3 Triple F, far-flung fellow, returns from his travels, so I'll catch you in a fortnight. I'm Cole, VK3 GTV. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA. 
you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK5, it can be heard on VK5 RSV 70cm, VK5 RDF 70cm, VK5 RSE 2m and VK5 RBV 70cm on the digital C4FM Adelaide 10G YZX and YZF node 69159. I'm Nathan Grundy, VK5 DAD. 2023 social scene. VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Buy and Sell at Marion RSL July 15. In VK4, it's Sunfest September 9 at Mountain Creek State School. Tasmania, Alarami 2023 November 4 and 5 in Hobart. Rosebud Radio Fest at the Eastbourne Primary School, Sunday, November 12 in VK3. Back to VK5 and Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronic Sale, November 26. Now, let's move ahead to 2024 and fantastic news coming up. We now have, in writing, exactly where, well, where what is. I'd hate to steal WIA Secretary Peter Clee's thunder here. So we're going to leave it till next week when Peter will get along. But might I just say, stock up on that Bundy rum. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au